So um, welcome everybody to the next episode of InfoSec Whiskey. I'm Ushi and your host. My co-host today is Bryson Bort. And with us are um, our amazing guest who needs really no introduction is uh, John McAfee. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thank you very much for um, for inviting me or so. We're super excited to uh, to talk to you. So this podcast, what we do is we we talk to people in the you know cybersecurity world and um, and we have a drink with them, and we were hoping- a drink with us. Well, you, you'd better drink with me now, because this is all the tequila I have left. I have tequila. I've got my lime, and I've got my salt. Uh, why don't we start with the drink? That's Sound awesome. Like so we actually. Um, we I, I mentioned it to to your wife um we decided we were going to make the uh, mcafee 2020 if that's okay with you the mcafee 2020 what uh, if that's okay with you that was the drink we wanted to wanted to have oh, since well, you were i mean let's do it yeah let's do it except i don't have it here all i've got is tequila lime and salt well, um, John, well, I will make it and you will enjoy it vicariously. And I will share all of the delicious complexities of your complicated drink. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm just curious. The, uh, the hoodie that you have on, uh, do you know that it's got um, some accoutrements, uh, uh, like a horn, possibly? Yes, sir. Uh, I am the InfoSec unicorn. The InfoSec Unicorn. Well, fuck me. I love that. <laughs> In fact, if we could ever set it up, I will get you um, the shirt that I know you would love, and I don't have it on me right now. I can grab it um, in a few minutes. Is uh, It's a Grim Reaper riding a unicorn that we designed for DEF CON a few years ago. Well, fuck me. That's awesome. I, I actually keynoted DEF CON in 2013 um, yes. or 2014 or somewhere around that age. Um, <laughs> by the way, the shirt that you have on, is a righteous fucking shirt. I mean, really, the uh, blue and white small check, which actually stand out. I had one like that. It disappeared. Where the fuck did you get that? You didn't steal, did you? Well, you, you you left it around, and I grabbed it. I, I'm, I, you know, you know how this community works. We have a way of, you know, just. I, I know how this community works. Things. More than I know how this community works better than anyone. Trust me. So why don't I get a drink going? Because I'm the only one without a drink. Well, you've so got gonna, Tito. You've got Tito's vodka. Already. I'm going to start with some vodka. Okay. Oh, All right. That's, that wasn't then, very much. Did you actually put any in there? I did. I, just well, saw, I have. I have all. I of saw two drops. And what do you have there? This is the blue curacao. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Let's do Going it. for the, the McAfee 2020 here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Kahlua. Okay. And not much alcohol in Blue Curacao or Kahlua, actually. I'm just saying. The alcohol really comes from the vodka, but you know your liver better than me. So There we go. There More you. vodka. Yeah, absolutely. You can't have too All much. All right. Much. Right. I don't have mezcal, but I do have tequila silver. Awesome. If I had my druthers, I would I would always choose um, uh, the Añejo or, or something. But listen, if silver's what you got, man, I will fucking yeah. drink it. Right. <laughs> and and then I went with uh, Maker's Mark instead of a scotch because I figured like a little bit more of a sweeter well, versus a yeah, Absolutely. Taste. Absolutely. Why not? Well, okay. fuck me. Look at that. And it's in the authentic mason glass jar as you have ordered. 
Yeah. And okay. I now have a McAfee 2020 to drink with you, sir. Yes. Perfect. Cheers. All right. Cheers, everybody. <clears throat> That's actually not bad. <laughs> that is actually not bad. There's wow. uh Isn't that awesome? Now I made mine with um the ingredients that you did. I I actually added the um the fireball whiskey in mine. So mine's definitely a different drink than his. Is that look the Jeff? Hey, look at that. Good stuff. Fireball, right? Same thing. The Tennessee Tennessee Jack Daniels Fire. Nice. Right? Listen, I can't drink this shit. I've tried. It's a little bit too harsh. But, Is it? Um, it's been sitting here on my desk along with uh, every other drug and alcohol on the planet. And... Um, I don't do it much, but yes, awesome. Awesome. So I did, instead of the shirt, I did find the sticker for what I was talking about. Ah, fuck me, that's nice. I like that. So if I we ever get like a chance, that. we will we will find a way to get you some, however you are comfortable in receiving them. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think there's any way. Even our families do not know where we are and our closest friends. If that changes, however, I would definitely love one of those fucking shirts. Looks good. Yeah, they're good. What is what are you most proud of what you've accomplished over your life? I, I think getting Janice to marry me. <laughs> That's well done, sir. That's a great answer. Now pretend she's not in the room. And what's the she's greatest not thing? <laughs> she was. She's not. She's not here. God knows where she well, went. We we said we, we are, we're great. No, I'm to serious, her. people. I'm, do you think I'm proud of McAfee Associates? Do you think I'm proud of the companies I've I've started and sold? Or no, no, pride has to be something important and if you think a goddamn company is important or money is important then move the fuck out of your mother's basement because they're not they are not it is the human interaction it is who you are in relation to the world around you i love that and i don't know if love it or not it's what it's the truth yeah love it hate it it is just the truth. And my, I don't know if you know Janice's background. We met when I got out of prison in Guatemala. They, they deported me back to the States that very night. I met her on the streets of South Beach in Miami. Uh, she was a prostitute. She'd been a prostitute for 10 years. And she and one of her female partners is walking down the street looking for an elderly gentleman to drug and and um, I was not interested. I mean, I just got out of jail from a Guatemalan prison and I had money. I had more sex than God in that prison. We had women just out of the kazoo. And my Spanish is not good enough to watch TV. Um, neither was it good enough to carry on a decent conversation. All I could do was fuck all day long. So listen, I did not want a woman. I wanted a cup of coffee which I could not get in a Guatemalan prison. So uh, one o'clock in the morning, I, I got, uh, they deported me, got into South Beach about midnight, uh, checked in, had no, I didn't have a dime to my name. Fortunately, I'd been staying at the Beacon Hotel every time I went to Miami. And so they all knew me. Uh, I told the concierge, listen, <laughs> I have no money. 
um, can you pay the taxi for me? I didn't have money to pay the taxi. I didn't have a dime to my fucking name. I had lost everything. I said, um, I will pay you later. And the concierge says, Mr. McAfee, we're not concerned. So they check me in. One o'clock in the morning, 1.30, I go out. Uh, I'm going to the News Cafe uh, on the Strip in South Beach. Why? Greatest coffee in the fucking world. Only two blocks from the hotel. I leave the hotel. I walk half a block. I see Janice and another girl. And Janice does have the best ass on this planet. <laughs> and I am an ass man. So as she walks by, I'm looking... And she's turning around and looking at me. But now, as she said later, she said, you look like you didn't have a penny to your name, so I, <laughs> I ignored you. <laughs> However, as she passed the Beacon Hotel, now, the the, uh, the the security guard and, you know, hose everywhere, and know all the security people in, in every hotel, said, hey, did you know who that was? And she said, no. I said, John McAfee. And she said, well, who the fuck is he? <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, so we explained. So she came back, found me at the news cafe. She and her girlfriend came up and she said, uh, would you like your dick sucked? I said, no. <laughs> Last thing in the world I want. Thank you, though. But she didn't give up. Um, she said, can I have a cigarette? And so finally I said, listen, are you girls looking for an old man to drug and roll? And she said, oh, we don't use drugs. <laughs> Meaning they're competent enough not to have to drug their clients. I go, okay, uh, have a seat. I then leaned over and said, can you uh, get rid of the white bitch? And she said, she whispered something in her and the white girl just evaporated. We spent two and a half hours talking. I then said, um, here you go. she's here, baby, get over here. She just came back. Yay. Where'd you go? Hey, get over here, right? Get get in the screen. We've got we've got some uh, got some real people here. Possibly, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Your emergency number. She's coming. You don't mind, do you? No, I'm, not at all. No, I'm thrilled. My hair's and there's a woman here, baby. She'll understand. Right? She so, was she was back. wonderful to coordinate all this with. So we do. We I was I was looking <laughs> forward to hopefully meeting. Well, here she is. Now, I'm, I'm up to the point. Hello. Hi, Janice. I'm up to the point where, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Now we got some 80s romance going on. Got one, of these fucking, <laughs> yes. one of these fucking $1,000 microphones, and they're great. Unfortunately, uh, you can't have a speaker anywhere near them because right. they get up. Feedback. Yes. So, right, How are you, Janice? I'm wonderful. Okay, How so are you? I'm doing great. We're up to the great. point where we're at the news cafe. Yes. Okay. You have yes. sat down. Yes. And the white bitch is evaporated. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so now, now, after two and a half hours of talking, I finally realized, God damn, this hoe has a brain. <laughs> right? There's, there was very few of us at the time. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this hoe has a brain. How odd. And not just a, a brain, a very sharp fucking brain with a sense of humor and more street smarts than I street smarts than I've ever seen in a woman. And so I finally go, listen, I will give you a thousand dollars, which I didn't have at the time, 
to spend the night with me. I want no sex. Did I not say yeah, that? Yeah, that's what you say. Which is true. We didn't have sex. I just want to cuddle. Mm-hmm. Because listen, I don't know if any of you listening have been to prison, but there's not much cuddling goes on there. I'm just saying, there's not much cuddling. And not the kind of cuddling you are looking for. Yeah, right. So, so she said yes, but then she was thinking, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I was thinking about? it was some sort of code for some kinky sex. Some code for some kinky <laughs> shit. No, no, I mean, I'm right. So, <laughs> so yeah. we go back to the beacon. Uh, in the meantime, $5,000 had appeared, and I, I, I had the ability to do things like this. Uh, a an airplane airplane body came into the hotel and gave me a paper bag with five thousand dollars in five dollar bills five dollar bills which I paid Janice yes. one thousand dollars yes so now um so we went back and what we did we caught mm-hmm. I fell asleep on her shoulder because yeah. why fuck me He's tired I'd been on the run from an army, the police, I'd people shooting at me. I've been on the run for two months, in prison for two months. And trust me, I didn't want no pussy. I wanted mm-hmm. cuddling. So when did and you so that, when did you realize you were in love with her? She never in love with me. I'm not sure I'm in love with her. However, we are happy with we are each happy. other. Do you understand the That's difference? That's wonderful. Huh? Love comes and goes. If you if you measure love on that uh, uh, chemical reaction to another human being, oh please, I love you. I don't want you to fuck anybody else. I want you know. Please, that's utter shit. I don't care if she fucks. I don't care what she does. What I care about is she makes me happy. Do you understand? Well, you and do she, care about what I do if it affects you. If like it affects it my security, yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> if what she does affects my ability to survive, yes, and likewise. Yes. Other than that, I don't give a flying fuck who she fucks, what she does. I don't own her for fuck's sake. I am happy with this person, happier than I have ever been oh, in my whole God. fucking life. Mm. Right? Oh, <laughs> you guys are adorable. <laughs> yeah, we're so we're now, in a good space here in quarantine. I don't know what's happening with this, but we're like you know, like how we were when we first met. Yeah. Nice. So anyway, after that night, we have spent every, every day, night, every oh, day every together really? since that yeah. night. Yep. All right. Every yeah. day. Now, for the first few years, it was touch and go. Yeah, it was <laughs> because she. She was still working with her pimp, mm-hmm. who had made a deal with the Sinaloa cartel mm-hmm. to try and collect. Yes. And she they even gave her poison one night to poison yeah. me, and she. I threw it away. She threw it away. I Hold was on. so they scared. They contracted Janice to try to bring you in. Uh, well, no, no, not me, my pimp. So it's different no. because they, well, because he made the deal. He made the arrangement. Um, he was paid the money, and I was just the the worker bee, I guess you could say it that way. Mm. But um. But yeah, I was well because I was close to John. I was in, you know, I was in there, and my pimp was, um, well, he was very abusive and very um, um, convincing as in regards of what he would do to me or my family or my children if I did not go along with this. So, so I did. Um, 
and I didn't share this with John, but I, but I knew there was just, there was just things that he was doing that told me that he knew what was going was, on, I, but seen, he didn't want to say he was waiting for me to say I something. Was, I was 68 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'd been around the fucking world. I knew she'd been, she'd been in this room for 10 years. I know hoes do not abandon pimps, period. Uh, not without some, and certainly not without a few years of separation. So I knew, I knew what was happening. Didn't that? She was smart. She was street smart. She was humorous. Yeah, and also, and, well, I was smart enough to know that um, keeping him alive would keep me alive. And, yes, and, yes. and if I didn't do well, she that, she knew I that had be, she poisoned me, yeah. she would be the one to go to prison. Yes, right? not not her pimp. Yeah. No, else. She was smart yeah. enough to know that Pimp was using herself. And I knew yes. she was smart enough, so I didn't worry. And it, God damn it, it took two to three years before she finally came clean and confessed. So he was setting her up as the actor on stage, right? Yes. Action, take the fall, they get to stay in the background. Yes. Yes. But So yes. was the plan to kill you or was the plan to try to no, extricate you? to collect you? me, not to so, kill me, to disable me so I could be collected. Yes, How are they going to collect you? Like, what was the plan to get you back? You know, oh, hang on. Let so, me, you want to so hear a story. Okay. The first time where it became clear to Janice that she was in a serious fucking situation was September the 13th, I don't know what date, but it was, yeah. 2013. We were in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. Now, I knew that the cartel was trying, was going to try and collect me almost immediately. Um, I got a call from the U.S. Embassy in Belize. Not the embassy of staff itself, but the head of security, a good friend of mine named Balthazar Garcia. And he said, tonight, we're going to try and collect you. So I didn't go to sleep. And by the way, that night, some weird yeah, shit. Yeah, we were watching, um, we were binge watching a family outside. guy. And um, I I had noticed this, um, this worker, he was in a construction vest. And he was like diddling with the light bulb. And then I saw him flash a flashlight down our block four times. Right. Flash, 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 flash. Okay. Yeah. 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> no city workers out at Right. In any case. So I knew they were coming and I was, I was waiting for it. At uh, 2 a.m., um, two police on motorcycles. Now, these we later discovered were fake police on motorcycles. Because they don't ride... Um, their motorcycles at nighttime. No, you, know, you don't ride motorcycles yeah. at night. Two police on motorcycles, um, an SUV, a black SUV, and a fucking garbage truck rolled up in front of our condo. Mm -hmm. I ran, I grabbed him and said, come, wake up, come with me. Have to go, now, yeah. Now she thought I was crazy. Yeah, I thought he lost his shit. She thought I'd lost my shit. <laughs> we're running, we run downstairs and we're in we the parking garage. We ran downstairs into the, into the garage. There's no exit from here except the front. Yeah. So There's we no ran thing. down to the garage where they parked the cars, and the cars are parked on the ones where they lift the cars up to different levels. Yeah. We climbed up to the, by the way, the first thing I wanted to do was hide the dumpster. Yeah, she said, I'm not getting in there. No. Thank God, else we'd be dead now. Um, instead, I said, okay, okay. Then we climbed up on the second floor, hid under a second floor, second story car. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes later, um, the police come in, you can hear the doors open, you can hear footsteps, you can hear all this yeah. shit. Voices, you can hear people. Now the lights have gone off because they're, they're automatic. We're uh, still under the car. Suddenly, the lights come on. I hear a door open and footsteps. Now, 
they think we're hiding in a fucking dumpster. Meanwhile, there are footsteps running. Literally yeah, you can hear. Running up and so down much the following noise. morning. People are saying, there were police here last night. What the fuck was happening? Running up and down the stairs. Um, we stayed under the car. I fell asleep. This is not my first rodeo, but shit like this. So I just fell asleep. And this kept waking me up because she was afraid I was going to snore, which I do sometimes. Anyway, so two cops, big cops, are downstairs. They think we're in the dumpster. At 4 a.m., they bring the garbage truck in. The the gate opens. Now, no one has a key to that fucking gate except except the people who live there. The gate opens. A garbage truck comes in 4 a.m., dumps the dumpster and compresses it and drives out, but stays there. Mm-hmm. You can hear it idling. By the way, that truck, that garbage truck had idled for two fucking hours. Oh, right. wow. So now, um, 10 minutes later, from inside, we hear someone go, fuck! Because yeah. we're not in the garbage yeah. truck. They had looked, we're not there. Um, at 7 a.m., by the way, the 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 Arcondo changed hands one month before, yeah, and the new people clearly had never managed a condo complex before. The new guy never came in till ten. He knew nothing about condos. He showed up at seven, went into the video room where all the video cameras were, and left with all the tapes. Okay, we got to watch that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. In any case, so. At about oh. uh, 7.30, 8 o'clock, yeah, about 8 o'clock, when all the people were up, we got out, went through the main office. The guy who was the manager, he turned white when as a fucking yeah. ghost going, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but he recovered really quick. I, yeah, I he was, did. He did uh, he recover very quick. quickly. <laughs> I said, there were a lot of police here last night. I said, I don't know. Were you guys doing something bad? <laughs> 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 While we were there, a lady came down and said, what were the police doing here last night? Um, in any case, so that's just one out of Amazing. hundreds of fucking yes. adventures we've had in eight goddamn years yeah. because people trying to collect us. Now, had it not been for this woman saying, I ain't getting in that dumpster, we'd be dead. Um, had it not been for this woman, the next thing was six months later, okay, we were in Arizona, we were being chased by about 30 cars, literally, and oh, followed. Pardon? Followed, Lauren. Followed. Yes, okay, so not, not high-speed chasing, but followed. Um, yeah. And I thought we'd lost them all. We had Janice, myself, and one security, which was a woman, a biker gang woman. Okay, yeah, she was a cool. tough bitch. So yeah, um, Janice kept saying, that truck is one of them. Yeah. I go, no, come yeah. on, that's not true. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Half an hour later, that truck's on my tail. We're on a back road in Arizona. Speed limit's 45. I go up to 55. The truck goes up to 55. I go up to 65. The truck goes up to 65, 75, 85, 95, to 125, which is all that fucking car would do. <laughs> yeah. It's a rented car. Yeah. We had dumped our truck because we thought the low jack or something. We yeah, dumped the... the truck, rented a car, but they were still on us. 125 miles, man. Fucking hour for maybe 10 minutes yeah. 10 minutes finally it just stopped and i can imagine okay the guys in the truck going one jose jose we're gonna die it's not worth the money not worth it because seriously man 
I have never been closer to death in a car, right? Yeah, that was freaky. It was freaky as oh, shit. Freaky. Now we were coming up, not many, not many cars, about one every mile. But we were coming up on them at 85 miles an hour. We know we were doing 125. Our closing speed, that was freaky if you've ever experienced yeah. anything like that. Finally, they stopped. Um, that's that's another instance where she saved our lives because she goes, that truck is one of them. I go, bullshit, bullshit. It was. <laughs> we have a hundred stories like yeah. that. You have no fucking clue over these past eight years. Now, um, this woman has saved my life and I am happy with her. Do I love her? I don't fucking know. Probably not. <laughs> Does she love me? Absolutely not. Come on, don't let's get that. real. I Please, don't know. Let's tell these people the fucking <laughs> truth. Look at that. Love don't last people if you think it does when you fall in love you call me and then you call me 10 years later and you tell me how in love you fucking are and this is why scotch and whiskey are so critical to mankind (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm gonna do the last of my tequilas of that i'm having a beer don't worry john john is the shirt talking that's where these witticisms come from <laughs> anyway, that, that's all. That's that's all inconsequential, minor shit. But nevertheless, it's sometimes entertaining. So, can I ask Janice a question? Yeah. So, okay. So we heard we heard John talk about how wonderful you are. So tell us, <laughs> what did you see in him? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Be honest, don't do, baby. Don't do that. Okay, I, I don't like this being put on the spot. Um. Okay. So. He was just honest, right? He was just honest and he was just a real person and he understood my situation without me having to explain it to him, without having to make it a whole pretty woman sort of situation, you know what I'm saying? Like he just understood and and um and he kept his word. That's what Mm. That's what's kept me here. I That's what's kept me with him. I always keep my word. Even when I didn't deserve for him to keep Even his word. Even when it's not deserved, I keep my word. That's I don't awesome. care if I'm dealing with Satan. She asked me a question. Shut up. I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> you guys agree. But no, I, but, but no, seriously, um, you know, with the whole situation with the pimp and everything, like he's still, he's still, um, allowed me to send money for my kids he still sent me to go back and see them they're they're living in california and i could see them as regularly as i needed to um everything he you know he took care of my teeth he you know and and these things don't sound i mean they sound like you know they're just um you know uh, things like uh, money that he's giving and yes it was that there but there, there was a certain stability but i didn't deserve that you know because of what i was doing or trying to help do you know what i'm saying for whatever reason it didn't matter that my my children were being threatened it just mattered that i was still cooperating with this situation to bring harm to him and the fact that he still kept his word and he still never he never treated me any differently he never looked at me any differently he never had any angry angry words with me about it you know every now and then we'd, we'd have our you know our arguments right. but but you know it wasn't what you I would have expected from given what I was, you know, involved in, you know. When your wife is trying to kill you, sometimes you have to work. Shut up. Rare. Okay. 
So However, I think I read something. She's absolutely correct. I, I don't fight. I'm sorry. She wants this. Yes. Well, no. So I, I read something um, recently where you were talking about um, like minimizing your ego and how you try to make sure that your ego doesn't get too big and different ways that you do that. I read something about panhandling, like to make sure that your ego doesn't <laughs> yeah. get too yes, big. And I just I thought that, that was very cool. But so, I don't anymore. <clears throat> but, but I did. Right. Obviously. Many times, at least once a year, um, I would panhandle. My most dramatic experience hand panhandling was in Ventura, California in 2004, all right? It was a dramatic experience because it was life-changing for a whole bunch of people. So uh, I set up shop in, this is about eight o'clock at night, uh, in an empty alcove from a jewelry store. I put, um, I put a paper, first of all, I went to Goodwill. I bought an old ragged-ass coat and hat. Now listen, when I put on a ragged ass coat and hat, I look like I belong <laughs> on the streets, I'm telling you now. So got a box, got a cardboard sign that says broken stupid. I took uh, five $100 bills and laid them out in front of the box, okay? Just to make people go, what the fuck? So now, um, the first people who came by that interacted with me were four gangbangers from the Mexican gang. One of the guys moved to take the money. Another guy grabbed him, whispered in his ear, and then they all four went yeah. And I know what they whispered like, don't be stupid. That's it's a, a cop. cop. Yeah. It's a cop. Don't be stupid. Yeah, of course. Right. Um, <laughs> the most dramatic, and the normal shit happened. Ladies came by, you know, uh, gave me 50 cents. Don't spend it all on booze. Um, <laughs> If you're a panhandler, nobody notices you. Ninety-nine out of a hundred people pass you by, hoping you will not catch the eye, hoping that they will not have to look at you and have to interact with the dregs of society. So I'm used to that shit. I've been doing this for years. So <laughs> two little just came by. They're so sweet and did exactly that. They put a whole fucking dollar in my box and said, now, don't spend it all on booze. You know better than that. I go, thank you. Anyway, so they wanted on. However, I saw a Porsche pull in about a half a block down the street. And out comes a guy, I don't know where the fuck they were going, with a serious uh, formal outfit. Uh, and a woman gets out of it, and it's a brand new Porsche, a brand new Porsche Carrera, $150,000 at the time. So now, they get out. The woman's got diamonds dripping off of her fucking body. And so they're coming by and go, Can you spare a quarter? And the guy goes, I don't have any money. So I go, Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. So I took one of the $100 bills and said, Here. <laughs> the guy stops. <laughs> and said, what? The woman took the money, the $100, and put it in her fucking purse. So now, but the guy, he goes, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? He goes, well, you had no money. I felt sorry for you. Uh, I thought I'd give you some. <laughs> and he goes, what the fuck is going on? So I go, well, uh, you walk by. I've got nothing. I ask you for something. You said you had nothing. 
I gave you something. He goes, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, listen here. He said, we give every year through the United Way, and we give a lot. I go, really? I got none of that money. Um, I go, it's easy, isn't it, to give money to a face for the coat and the tie, a friendly handshake, a smile, a sense of gratitude, and yet me on the fucking street ask you for a corner. And she wouldn't give it to me. Now, we kept on this kind. Finally, the woman started crying. Right. We kept this up for a while. She finally goes, can we have a second chance? <laughs> Everybody deserves a second chance. They walk back to their car, turn around, walk back. And I said, can you spare a quarter? And she gave me a dollar plus the hundred dollars that she had taken from me. Now, if that is not a life changing experience for me and for these two people, absolutely. Fucking tell me what is. What made you start doing those things to try to like the, the minimizing the ego type stuff? What what made you start? My that? ego. I, I believed I was God. I had more money than God. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't spend the amount of money I had. There's no boat, there's no yacht in the world that, that I couldn't buy and still wouldn't dent my, my fucking balance. No mansion I could buy. What the fuck could I buy? Nothing that would ever dent the amount of money that I had. By the way, nobody should ever be allowed to ever have what I had. It did not benefit me. I promise you, it debilitated me. So anyway, my ego was like <laughs> the size of one of my mansions, and I had mansions in Colorado, California, New Mexico, Arizona, Cuenca, Ecuador, Hawaii, all over the fucking world, and all of them are ten to twenty million dollar mansions. Nobody should have that money. My ego was fucking huge like well i tell you what why don't you become the reverse of yourself a homeless derelict on the fucking street and i have slept on the streets on punk benches under the, the little cupolas in parks i've been rousted out by police who banged on my feet waking up saying move on and i go work where can I sleep? Not my problem. You can't sleep here. Right. Now, if that, <laughs> and I think that that worked, because I now understand what it means to be nothing, to be a, a, a shadow that people pass by. And when you speak to them, they pretend that you do not exist. That, that, I promise you, <laughs> crushed my ego forever. When did you start doing that? Uh, you're, you're actually making me think now. <laughs> <laughs> 1995. I did it until 2006. 
Wow, that's a long time to do that. It's, dude, I did it every fucking year, sometimes twice a year in California. In, in California. Let me tell you, the greatest thing, San Francisco. Now, when I was doing this, <laughs> there was it was in vogue among street people to have little puppy dogs and cats going. <laughs> because if you go... Can you spare 25 cents for me? You get jack shit. A dollar to feed my puppy? Well, fuck me, you make a thousand dollars a day, right? No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. But I was You're on right. the streets. What is that fucking square uh, where the, the um, all the fucking hotels are? What's the name of that goddamn square? Doesn't Venice? Matter. Doesn't matter. It's where Macy's. And Nordstrom, that same oh, Mason, doesn't matter. Okay. So I was out in front of Macy's, okay, yes. with my sign, broken, stupid. That was it. So <laughs> a homeless guy was about 40 feet away, and he had a, a box with three kittens. And finally, <laughs> at the end of the day, he said, well, listen, uh, you want to buy a kitten? <laughs> <laughs> He had more money than God. I said, no, I'm fine with my broken stupid. And he's shakes, shaking his head going, you're not going to survive here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so no, I lived that way. I didn't just panhandle. I slept on park benches. Okay. I, 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 I know what the police do to our fucking homeless. I mean, listen, if you dress me down, I could go anywhere. Just tell some stories and the homeless people would go, oh, you're one of us. Because I am, I am, and I'm also one of you. And one of me and one of the channels. <laughs> I have lived 74 years as widely and as deep as a human being can so before you found yourself in this trap, did you know that this is what you were, did you aspire to this or did it happen by accident? And then once you realized that- Nothing is an accident in life, my friend. I, wish you I agree. <laughs> nothing is an accident. So you aspired no, to- No, I aspired to nothing. I aspired to nothing. Okay, so listen, I was living, I bought in, in Santa Cruz County, California, the most expensive house that was ever sold. I did that in 1993. And oh, it was owned by uh, the owner, the guy that did the uh, savings and loan scandal. Bernie Madoff. <laughs> in, yes, in the 80s. <laughs> no, it wasn't Bernie Madoff. No, it was somebody else. <laughs> anyway. There's so many I of bought, them. <laughs> I bought his property, 12 acres on a cliff overlooking overlooking the bay south of Santa Cruz, for the largest piece of property ever sold for the most um, And Santa Cruz, I don't know if you've ever been to Santa Cruz, if not just you go around and send these checks, is the last hippie hangout on the fucking planet. And one night, We'd gone to a formal dinner. I was going to goddamn tux club. And my wife and my and our two friends 
wanted to see a movie. I can't imagine. We went to the only movie theater in San Francisco. I saw the movie. I came out. I was walking down the street. And one of the homeless people was sitting in the corner. He caught my eye. He jumped up, got right in my face and said, fuck you. I go, thank you. He goes, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. And went back and sat down. I don't know what it was about that, but it, it changed my life. I mean, I responded, I responded honestly. I mean, I didn't know this man. I'm sure I had never done him any harm. So whatever, whatever he was trying to say had to be positive. I took it that way and said, thank you. His demeanor instantly changed from an angry, ugly, derelict, homeless guy into a human being who said, so what, you're welcome. So what I meant, John, welcome. is before- He'd been wanting that, somebody, I'm sorry? No, so before that, right? So you, in the 70s and 80s, you didn't have this amount of wealth, right? In the 80s, I did. Yeah. So before that, though, right? The before, ladies, before, before, all, before, right, before, before, no, no, no. This, right? I, I was never, I was you never, aspire to so being, what I was never started poor, you on I that promise path? you. Right. But you Pardon? weren't, you weren't, you weren't at this level of, I don't give a fuck because I can literally like step away from all materialists because it takes a certain level of that. And it takes a certain level of that to affect your, you know, where you have to worry about your ego, where things can become outsized and bigger than you are. So before that time, is that you, you aspired on that direction and then you found yourself there. And that's what I'm trying I, to no, understand. Listen, the only aspirations I ever had, seriously, no, was that fuck as much pussy as possible. That was my only So you were a young man. If you yeah, doubt okay. that, you were a young Janice, man. We got it. Janice, yes, he was. Janice will tell you the truth. I have yeah. never had an aspiration greater than fuck as much pussy as possible. I'm just saying. That was my only. Yes, we actually just talked about So this you started with well, the original antivirus companies to fuck as much pussy as possible. No, you that's what he wants to know. I think that's what he's trying what to do get at. What do you aspire to be? How did you become this great? So it was an accident for 40 years ago. I never aspired to that. Right? I never aspired to it. It was an accident. My brother in law on a Sunday morning was reading the San Jose Mercury News and he said, God damn, there's something called a computer virus. The word computer virus had never been used before. I go, what? Give me that. I read it. Um, it was the Pakistani brain. Why was it called a computer virus? Because in the, in the program, it said Pakistani brain virus. So uh, I knew everybody in the industry, and I got a copy from Harvard. Uh, they sent me the copy. I took it apart. I go, fuck me. This is brilliant. I mean, I wanted to hire those two brothers in Pakistan that wrote it. This most brilliant thing I've ever seen. Why? It was the first true artificial intelligence, a program with a will to survive, a means of propagating, and a means of transmitting from one computer to another. I go, fuck me. And at the same time, I go, well, you know what? This is trivial. To stop. So I wrote a little program to find it and kill it. A week later, I had a million users of that program. 
two months later, I had $10 million in the bank. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't plan this. Nobody planned. You think Bill Gates planned his success? Fuck no. I was there when it happened. It was a fucking accident. IBM went first to digital research in San Diego, California, who had, there were only two operating systems for the 886, which was the chip that IBM used for the first true open architecture personal computer. Went to digital research. The guy said, well, I got to have my lawyers look at this contract. IBM said, okay, we don't have the time. They flew that same day up to Seattle and talked to Bill Gates, who had Microsoft. He looks and says, fuck yes, where do I sign? Didn't ask any lawyers, nothing. No, IBM offered him no money, no money at all. But he, they did say, this is an open architecture, and we think every company in the world is going to copy our PCs, which they did. Every company did, and that's what formed Microsoft. You can't plan shit like that. You have to take that opportunity in your fist to succeed. Nobody plans. So you didn't see those greater implications that you doing that would lead to, I mean, no, that empire? No, no, please God, no. I wrote it and put it on the bulletin board and forgot about it. I thought, yeah, okay, this will, this will kill it. I made it for free. Take it, do what you want. I didn't think at that time that other people would also write viruses and that they would become more sophisticated beyond boot sector viruses into program viruses and others. I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. I was blind. Nevertheless, the very next virus that came out two weeks later was the Jerusalem. And that was a program virus, not a boot sector vastly uh, more sophisticated, vastly more deadly, vastly more uh, ability to spread to other computers. And that was the beginning. Then I saw it, I go, fuck me. I have a tiger by the tail. I quit my job instantly at Lockheed, instantly. I didn't even go back to work. I called my boss and I'm not coming back. I quit. And she goes, wait, you got to fill out this. And I'm sorry. I didn't have time. And from that moment on, I was back at the associates. You don't plan success. If you think you, I've got a great idea and I want to build it. Well, fuck you. It ain't going to work. That's not how businesses start. Businesses start with a thing called opportunity, which passes your face at almost the speed of light. You have to grab it as it goes by. There is not a single instance of a successful business that was planned ever. Please look at the statistics. You can't get an idea and make a fortune. Well, fuck that. People come, oh, I've got this idea. I'm not interested. Why not? It's not gonna work because it's an idea. You have a business now that you've grabbed an opportunity and you need advice, I will help you. But you got to, I've got the greatest idea in the world. Well, fuck you. It's not going to work. It never does ever people. Business is opportunity flying by and it flies by your nose a hundred times a day. Grab one and run with it. Why don't people do that? Because you may lose everything 
your wife, your house, your car, your kids. Certainly so that's, that's half job. of it is risk tolerance. The other yes. half of my experience is tolerance for bullshit. Pardon? To run a business means you have to deal with a lot of crap. Right? Part of it is risk. Part of it is I have to deal with a bunch of bullshit to make all the I, never, I don't know about the bullshit part, but I started about the risk part. You can't be successful without risking everything you have. Your wife, your kids, your car, your house, your job. And nine times out of ten, you're going to lose all of them. Are you willing to do that? If not, stay with your job and forget about being an entrepreneur. So we're getting super close to an hour. I have, I do have Whoa. one. I know it's been like. I know time with us just flies by. We're fun, right? We're fun. Yes, yes, you are. I always say we're fun motherfuckers. But um, oh, so yes. can we can we take a cheers um, screenshot of all of us drinking together real quick? I would love to put something in there. Go ahead. Put something no, in there so we can all. Let's take a quick. We got it. Just. Yeah. You can pretend to drink the fireball whiskey. Yeah, we, like there it. we go. I ain't drinking this shit. I'll tell <laughs> All you. I'll right. pretend. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, Ready? one. Awesome. Thank you. So I do I do have one more question. So uh, what antivirus this is do, other crap. What antivirus do you use? I don't use any. None of them work. None of them work, people. No security software works anymore. You have no security. Yep. You will never have security on the computer ever again get used to it. We live, we don't have cell phones. We can't. If we had cell phones, we would be arrested within minutes. We don't have cell phones. We can't live like you people. Uh, because it doesn't matter probably that the government knows every word you speak, everything you do, everything you think almost. But to us, we can't. We can't tolerate that because we're in hiding anyway. We don't have cell phones. We don't, we have, and we know that everything we do on, on this internet, on Zoom or Skype is monitored and watched by whoever wants to. However, they don't know where we are. That's the one thing I am able to hide is our location. And it's the only thing that you will ever be able to hide if you think you have security. <laughs> Uh, it isn't possible. You don't. I don't use antivirus software. It doesn't fucking work. It hasn't worked for 10 years. Why? Oh, hacking is now social engineering. Very and true. all encryption is worthless. Encryption was designed to prevent what's called the man in the middle attack. Someone between you and the receiver listening. There's nobody there anymore. They don't need to be there. You on your phone have all the facilities that a hacker needs to watch you while you type your message in. Then it's encrypted, it's sent, it's decrypted and displayed. And on the other side, everything necessary to take that screenshot and read it. Do you understand? There's no such thing as security anymore. I'm telling you this as the most knowledgeable person in the world of computer security. You have none. So fuck it. Why bother? So who gets your booze for you? What now? <laughs> who picks up your booze? Who gets... How do you procure booze? 
We got we got a guy. We got a guy. I mean, we got to discuss the, the important the, stuff, the right? Very, the very first thing I ever do whenever we move anywhere, as Janice will tell you, I find the street people mm-hmm. who can tell. Now, listen, here, I'm not connected yet in the yeah, street. That scares me. Um, find the street person who's connected. And then you meet all the street people. And they, I, they recognize me as one of them. Why? All I got to do is say, how does it feel these days, you know, when nobody looks at you? You know, fuck me, Panhandle. Yes, I have. I'm one of them. I need a street person. Why? They're the most powerful people in this fucking world as far as information. Why? They're invisible. Mm-hmm. Invisible who mm-hmm. looks in the eye? A street person. Nobody. You see a street person, you pray to God, they don't see you. All right? Um, so you need a street, street person. person. A taxi driver. A taxi driver. Mm-hmm. Always. And we've Always got the taxi driver. driver. Always. And the taxi drivers quit his job, works for us full time. Yeah. Yeah. All right? We got yeah. the appropriate taxi driver. Why? They know everything. Yeah. Um, you need someone in the police department, right? Hire, bribe, whatever. It's easy, 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 easy. Always. Like in the Bahamas, <laughs> I had the entire uh, Bahamian police department on my payroll on that island of Exuma. Why? Necessary. Uh, immigrations, if you're a foreigner, you've got to have someone in immigrations. I, I had the head of immigrations in my pocket. Um, I know how to survive. And I know what's necessary. I've got every, we have everything here except uh, the street person. Why? And good weed. I'm sorry. Oh, and why? That's and, not, and, well, and maybe that's not that important. Got to get a drug street dealer. Right? Got to get a reliable drug dealer. street people, and street one, person gets you the weed, right? Those two go together? No, fuck no. No? No, you don't want weed from street people. I promise you. <laughs> I've done that many times. It's trash. No. We get a seriously good dealer. And right off the bat, because all dealers try to screw you, right off the bat, you say, dude, I've been around the block. This mm-hmm. is shit. Take it back. Uh, then they go, oh, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> um, that's all you need. Yeah. That's really all you need. Police, immigration, uh, a drug dealer, a taxi driver, and, a, and the street people. And with that, nobody will stop you. I promise you. And the, here, the beauty about the street people is they see everything, and they themselves are unseen. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. You tell me I'm more powerful group of people. There aren't any the most powerful people on this planet are the homeless. John, have so. you seen the John Wick series? Yes, we love it. I okay, love it more than he does, though. Oh, I was just about to say, like, the whole way that the street people play that kind of invisible role, and you have the king of yes. the street people who has all the information, the access, yes, finding the people. That's really the way it is. Yeah. Well, that's, that's John Wick. Play. John Wick plays that whole thing up across all three series. Yeah, that's the way it truly is. There's always the king. In in Europe, it's the king of the buskers, right? meaning the, the people who panhandle, right? Yep. Um, and in Europe, for goddamn 15 years, it was Phil Free. And Phil Free lived with me in Munich for six fucking months. And he died uh, three years ago. Look him up. Phil Free, um, an astonishing human being. No, 
he was the king of the buskers in Europe. Now, at first, and I was younger when I met him. This is in 1975. I was a young man and very naive, very untutored, and very <laughs> unsophisticated in the world. But Phil taught me what the street was all about. And in the end, by the way, I had 15 buskers living with me, the top, the top tier of the panhandles from all over Europe. And um, I think that education outpaced all of my college and high school education and all of my industry, business education, education. That education taught me a fundamental truth. Well, Mr. That McAfee, people, pardon? No, go ahead. That people are fundamentally snobs. <laughs> <laughs> and and that to maintain their snobbery, <laughs> they cannot accept or acknowledge certain aspects of existence, like and <laughs> my greatest education was at six months in Munich. Anyway, we have to go. It's I just time. thank you guys so much. I, I really appreciate your time, both of you. Th of I've had, thank you I've for had, having yes. me. I'm so glad you came on, Janice. You really, yeah, of course. it was wonderful. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Um, Bryson, thank you. Put for these doing... guys on the list, even though they're kind of dull. Oh, Shut we up. have oh, a list. Fuck you, man. Dull? Dull? <laughs> we have a list of people. You want to trade I'm stories? Willing, I am willing to do a second interview. Oh my right? gosh, I would love that. Uh, thank you. Yes, thank I would you. love that. Thank so you, you so much. Thank and you. And so I love, much. I love the unicorn. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, baby. I think <laughs> <you're probably. laughs> thank you guys so, so much. Not,